0: Diving deep into Cardinals baseball with World Series champion Brad Thompson on the Redbird Report podcast on 101 ESPN. Driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. It's that time again. It's Redbird Report time. The Redbird Report podcast brought to you by 101 ESPN. I'm Brad Thompson. I'm your host. And I've got... Very little good news for you Cardinal fans because the Cardinals just dropped another one. It's their fourth straight, 4-3. It was a walk-off winner in Texas, Nathaniel Lowe, with the game winner a single the other way. Great piece of hitting. Brought home Marcus Simeon, who ended up walking in that inning. Genesis Cabrera was the loser on the night. And the Cardinals, again, have lost four in a row as we do this podcast. How are they looking in the standings? Great question. Not well. Not very well at all. Cardinals sitting at 25-36 and 36 now. They are eight games back in the division. They are actually holding the worst record in the National League. The only teams in baseball that have a worse record than the Cardinals do currently, the Kansas City Royals and the Oakland, soon-to-be Las Vegas A's. Not exactly the company that you were hoping the Cardinals would keep. I didn't really want to talk about the Cardinals hanging out with the A's and the Royals this year, okay? I was kind of hoping we'd have more conversations with, I don't know, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Rays at this point. Although I didn't think the Rays were going to be this good, 43-19 and as we're checking in on this podcast. Uh, it, It has been such a crazy year, and it's been one of the most frustrating years, I think, to date. The Cardinals have not had a losing season, as you all know, since 2007. Cardinal fans? You're not used to this. We're not used to this. I'm not used to this. I'm used to every single day the Cardinals figure out a way to win. Right now, it seems as if they're figuring out ways to lose. Now, this is nowhere near as bad as April. April was abysmal. April was a month that will never be talked about again. I just talked about it, but I'm never again. not going to reference it anymore, but it was bad. April, you know, it was really, really bad. So, Things have not been as bad as April, I guess yet, you know, because June isn't looking so hot. Look, you cannot go into a place like Pittsburgh and get swept. Checks the standings, first place Pittsburgh Pirates. Are you serious? The Pittsburgh Pirates are the first place team in the NL Central. If that doesn't tell you, again, with all due respect to a much-improved Pittsburgh Pirate team way better by the way they are pitching their starting pitching has been solid the back end of the bullpen is really good like they're doing a lot of things over there and they're doing it losing O'Neal Cruz nine games in okay so Derek Shelton congratulations round of applause he absolutely earned the extension that he was given early in the season Excited for baseball, that the Pirates are playing good baseball. They're five games over 500 right now. You can't get swept by that team. You've watched the Pirates, okay? They are good. They're good. They're not great. They're not better than you. They are in the standings. Boy, they're way better than you in the standings. Actually, eight games better than you in the standings right now. Eight games. You go position by position. How many Cardinals you ended up with? How many Pirates you ended up with? Be honest. I don't think that you're going to find yourself too many more buckos than you are Cardinals. But it doesn't matter. None of that matters. What matters is, are you picking up wins or are you losing games? The Pirates are figuring out ways to win ballgames. The Cardinals are not. And it's maddening. And really, the most maddening part about it is, is it's, it's different ways that this continues to bite you. The first month of the season, what do we talk about the most? We talked about a couple things. One, the starting rotation was not good enough. That was very fair and has been fair. And honestly, we all know is still going to be something as the season goes on that there better be a close eye on. But in a matter of fairness, which I'll try right here, you look back at the last 10 games for the Cardinals. Your starting pitchers in the last 10 games, and this includes Adam Wainwright against the Rangers in Game 1 of the series in Texas, Your starters have a 2.62 ERA during that stretch. That is the second best ERA in all of baseball. The only team that has a better starters ERA in the last 10 games, or since May 25th, that would be the 10 games for the Cardinals, is... The Texas Rangers, unfortunately for you, who you're playing right now, who, by the way, have a great offense as well, as they're scoring six and a half runs per game on the season, if you like that sort of thing. But the Cardinal starters have been getting the job done. Now, you might say, yeah, the ERA looks good, but, Brad, they're not getting deep enough into the games. And I would agree with you. I would absolutely agree. Aside from Miles Michaelis, starters are not getting deep into ball games. But here's the deal. Look around baseball. Who's getting deep into games? What teams are getting deep into games? And I'll just use the same reference points that I gave you a minute ago of the Cardinals' last 10 games. So since May 25th, the Cardinals right now are averaging 5.83 innings pitched per game start, okay? Weird number, but that's where they're averaging right now. That's third most in all of baseball. The only teams that are averaging more innings per game start during this 10-game stretch are the Astros, and the Twins. That's it. During that stretch, the Astros, by the way, during the stretch, they're eight and one. The Twins are two and five. The Cardinal starters are two and four. That's the starters' win loss. So it leads you to the offense has been a bit of an issue here recently for the Redbirds. How big of an issue? Glad you asked. Well, let's look. Let's use the same reference point that we gave the starters. Starters giving the Cardinals a chance to win in their last ten ball games. In that same stretch, in the last 10 ball games, the Cardinals' offense is averaging 2.4 runs per game. 2.4 runs per game. Any guesses out there in podcast land of where that lands the Cardinals out of the 30 teams? You got your guess, Ann? 29th. 29th. The only team that is scoring less right now, is actually the Cubs during this stretch, and it's been 11 games for them. And the A's, your sandwich there, it's an A's-Cubs sandwich. Yuck. During that same stretch, Cardinals are 27th in average. They're 27th in OPS. They're tied for 20th in homers, but they haven't been coming in those big spots when you really need them. And speaking of big spots when you need them, where are the Cardinals with runners in scoring position in the last 10 games? You guys like guessing games? We can guess again. All right, out of the 30 teams in the last 10 games for the Cardinals, this is since May 25th, where do you think they are with runners in scoring position? Okay. I didn't hear too many first or second place. That's right, 30th. 30th in the last 10 games with runners in scoring position. They're hitting 150. Now, it happens. You have 10 game stretches where you're just not hitting great with runners in scoring position. But it was a problem for a lot of April as well. And you talk about bad timing because you're running into a team in the Rangers who are the best in baseball with runners in scoring position. During that same time, they're hitting 358 with runners in scoring position. For the entire season, the Rangers are hitting 337 with runners in scoring position. That is absurd. From an individual standpoint, during that same time frame that May 25th through now, which has been 10-team games, Look, there's nobody really carrying the freight offensively. Paul Goldschmidt has been your best regular every day. hitting two ninety-four during that, a seven sixty-six OPS. Nolan Arenado has had some big knocks, three doubles and a Homer. He's hitting two fifty eight with a seven eighty five OPS during that time. Nolan Gorman, who has been one of the biggest bright spots of this ball club and had a big knock last night against the Rangers, went the other way, pinch hit. He's only hitting 176 during the last 10 games. DeYoung finally got himself a couple of knocks after he snapped an over in Pittsburgh. Had been struggling, but during this same stretch, he's hitting a buck 47. Tommy Edman 147. That's a very popular number. Wilson Contreras still hasn't put up the numbers that you're looking for offensively during this same stretch. Only seven games for Wilson, but he's hitting 083. He does have the one home run. That was nice to see. The opposite field shot in Pittsburgh. But, boy, there's a lot more to be desired with the bat for Wilson Contreras. And I know with Wilson, like, I'm sure he's frustrated by it. I know Cardinal fans, you're frustrated. You would love to see more offense. That was the big splash uh, of the free agency for the Cardinals, bringing him on that five-year deal at nearly $90 million. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it takes a while to get settled in. You don't have to look any further than right across the field right now as the Cardinals are are playing the Rangers. And look at all the money that they've spent in the last two years. I believe they've got about $800 million in payroll over the last two years. But two of the bigger splash items two years ago, they signed Seager to a monster deal and they signed Marcus Simeon to a monster deal. Both of those guys struggled last year. Now, struggle's relative, but they didn't put up numbers like they put up before getting those monster contracts. What did they do year two? So far, so freaking good for Seager and Semien because they're putting up big-time numbers on the team that has the best offense in baseball right now. Now, am I saying with Contreras, just wait a year? I hope not. I hope I'm not saying that. But I will say, new plays, New environment, new people. Sometimes it takes a minute to get there offensively. I just know offensively, this is not the Wilson Contreras that the Cardinals signed to this deal. This is not the same hitter that he knows he is. But again, this is not laying the offensive woes at the feet of Wilson Contreras. This is a team game, and the team is not getting the job done more often than not. They're playing tight ball games. They're still up there in the top five in baseball of hard hit rate. They don't strike out a lot. They draw their walks. They do a lot of things that productive offenses do. Even with all the struggles as of late, the Cardinals are still a top ten offense in all of baseball in runs per game. They are. But boy, they have not been coming when you need them. And they have struggled in one-run games. After the loss to the Rangers last night, the Cardinals now fall to 6-14 and in one-run games. That is a 300-winning percentage. That is 29th in all of baseball. The only team that has a worse winning percentage in one-run games is the San Diego Padres. That's the only team that has a worse winning percentage in one-run games. Remarkably, the team that has the best winning percentage in one-run games is is actually the Marlins. Skip Schumacher's got his team playing some tight games over there. Uh, they have been way better than people expected. Uh, they're sixteen and four in one-run games. And just to tell you how like weird baseball is, the Marlins last year were one of the worst teams in baseball. They were twenty-four and forty in one-run games. That's a 375 winning percentage. You know the Cardinals? They were one of the better teams in baseball in such games. They were 26-17 and with a 6.05 winning percentage. So why aren't they winning these games? It's a myriad of reasons, really. It changes game to game. Maybe the starter gave up too many early. Maybe the Cardinals ended up going 0 for gopher with runners in scoring position. They strand 12 guys on base. Maybe the bullpen who overall has been good in baseball, comes in and blows the game. We've seen so many of these happen so many different ways, and that's where the frustration mounts from a fan standpoint. If you're listening to this podcast, you're frustrated with the way that things have been. Now, if you're buying in this long to listen to the podcast, you probably also love this team, and you believe that they're a lot better than they are. And as frustrated as you are, I promise you, I'm around these guys almost daily. They are so frustrated by it and you heard adam wainwright talk about it the other day when he was asked uh, you know are you guys frustrated and he said no i think the better word is pissed like we're pissed everybody's pissed off they're angry and the the key is like figuring out where do you find that little something extra how do you find that one play that wins the game for you as opposed to losing it how do you dig a little bit deeper Cardinals still have 101 games left at the time of this podcast but they're going to have to clean things up to be a playoff team. We all know this, okay? The division is there for the taking. It is still, even with the Cardinals being in the basement and looking up at the Pirates. Now, I, I should tell you again, the Pirates are in first place. Tell me this division isn't there for the taking. It absolutely is. I don't mean disrespect to the Pirates, but I think that we all know that that team is not ready to win this division. But that's just me talking. Those are just words. They might just continue to go on and play better baseball than the Cardinals. If they do, that will be a unreal disappointment for the year so it's up to those guys to figure it out the guys in the clubhouse need to figure it out the rotation needs to continue to steady the way that they have been recently the bullpen like all bullpens around baseball is it's going to be leaned on heavily guys need to be able to answer the bell you pitch yesterday you might need to pitch tomorrow happens you might need to pitch two out of three you might need to pitch three out of four answer the bell like you need that you need more guys that can do that but there's not one magical player that comes in and just fixes things this team just gotta keep grinding it out keep fighting keep working hard they haven't given up they haven't stopped working they haven't stopped figuring out different ways to make their game better they have to continue doing what they're doing and knowing that all the hard work that they're putting in day in and day out will result in something different. All these tight games, I told you the record with one-run games, it's going to flip at some point. This team is way too talented for it to not flip, but we'll find out. It's up to them. Cardinals do turn the page. It's going to be Matthew Libertor on the mound against the Texas Rangers. It's Dane Dunning going for the Rangers and very interested to see what Matthew Libertor has got in store for his next start. I feel like Matthew Libertor pitched better than his line last time out. He hasn't pitched since the 26th of May. It was against the Guardians in Cleveland. And the line overall, five innings, four runs, four earned runs, two walks, two Ks. You're like, okay, yeah, great. He cruised through his first four innings. And in the fifth inning, he ran into some issues. He hit Andres Jimenez with a pitch. Mike Zanito hit a little bloop to right field. Miles Straw got ahead in the count, slapped a single up the middle, then Steven Kwan hit a ground ball through the left side. Like, these are all pretty good pitches, just getting singled to death. Then the one that really killed him was Ahmed Rosario, hit the double on a slider down the line, brought in a couple of runs. But overall... I like the way that he used his fastball. We've seen his fastball play up in velocity. I like how he uses his curveball off of it. He'll mix in the slider here and there, change up. He's only throwing a couple of those things, but maybe it's in the back of the hitter's head. Like I like the way that he's attacking. And every time out right now, Matthew Libertor has got a chance to continue to stay in the rotation. That's what he's pitching for. In the bullpen side, Stephen Matz has been coming out of the pen, who has also been effective in that role. He is looking to work his way back into the rotation. So that is going to be a battle here for the foreseeable future of what it looks like between these guys. And I'm not saying they're competing against each other necessarily, but you're certainly competing for a spot in that rotation. Also, I would like to close this podcast, or at least near the end of this podcast, with a little bit of good news, okay? How about a congratulations being in order for Lucan Baker? Lucan Baker was tearing it up at AAA, had 18 home runs. He was driving in runs. He was hitting for average. He was doing it all. He finally got the call. He joined the club in Pittsburgh, ended up getting two knocks, went two for four, Come back to Texas. He's got 40 family and friends there playing against the Rangers in his second big league game. Picks up another knock in that ball game. Struck out a couple of times, too. Who cares? But incredible for him. Three for eight so far on the season. I don't know exactly what the role is going to look like for Luke and Baker. Certainly, it's going to be DH. If Goldie needs a day, he can play first. You're really not going to see Luke and Baker out in the outfield much. But he's a guy that can slug. That's what Ollie said when they called him up. Said, hey, he was slugging in the minor leagues. We will have opportunities here for him to drive the baseball. If he does it, he's going to get more and more of those. So congratulations to Lucan Baker making his debut, making an impact early on. Unfortunately, the Cardinals have not won a game yet since Lucan Baker is here, but he got another chance and another crack at it tonight as the Cardinals take on the first-place Rangers yet again. Matthew Libertor on the mound. Dane Dunning is going for the Rangers. In the series finale, we're gonna end up seeing Jack Flaherty out there again against John Gray, who's having a nice year, six and one with a two five one ERA. Think he's happy about getting out of Colorado? I'd say yes. So the Cardinals have a ton of work to do. They've got it against a very difficult opponent. Before they come home, they'll have an off day Thursday and then host the Cincinnati Reds over the weekend. I hope that we got something positive to talk about next time on the podcast. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you tuning in to 101 ESPN. And tell your friends, it's a Redbird Report. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Redbird Report Podcast with Brad Thompson on 101 ESPN. Driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Check out every episode at 101espn.com or on your 101 mobile app.